Welcome back to Rob Gill's Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn how to take action on your financial future, click the link in our bio to speak to us directly. To learn more about how you can achieve financial freedom, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Rob Gill all over social media. Financial freedom awaits. You know what's interesting to me is um, whether you're talking about money or whether you're talking about sports or, or you know, whatever business you're talking about, sometimes you'll come across people and they'll just say, hey, work harder. Or um, let's say if it's basketball, I'll use that real quick. Hey, you got to practice every day. Okay, yeah, we get you have to work harder. We get you have to practice every day. And the same thing is when you look at money, on when, when people say let your money work for you, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about Number one, yes, we want to let our money work for us. But number two, what are the action steps that we do or we can do on a daily basis to be able to have that happen? And, and we're going to talk about four different points. The first point we're going to get into right now is get yourself educated. How do you educate yourself on money? What does that education look like? Is it, hey, let me go to high school. Let me go to college. Let me take finance in college. Is that going to give me the education on money? Well, I believe for like maybe the top 1%, 1%, 1%, that may be the case. But what about everybody else that's out there? What about the entrepreneur? What about the corporate executive? What about the the small business or mid-business owner that that has come across a way to generate income but really don't know how to understand and run the business as well as not being educated about money, right? So we always talk about how important it is to read books. Um, what kind of books are you reading based on what kind of education you're looking for? Remember, when we talk about money and then when we talk about investing, two separate things, and then in the space of investing, when we talk about investment classes, that's a whole other separate thing, right? So investing in the stock market or in Bitcoin or in real estate, they're three different things. So, So what are the steps that you take to get educated? Are you listening to a certain person or persons on YouTube and or any other social media platform while you're edu- educating yourself about money? It's a very important question. If you're doing so, okay, have you double and triple checked exactly what their history is in that specific subject and dug even deeper about exactly what and how they do things? So it's real important that you kind of make a list of maybe five or 10 folks that you begin to follow, that you begin to really understand their their philosophy. Because remember, their money investment philosophy may be different than yours. And it's always important for you to understand what your investment philosophy is. And once you begin to understand all that, once you really begin to understand exactly what your financial world can look like as you break through the ceiling of complexity, whether it was handed down generationally or whether it's in the area that you're from and you begin to get outside of that thinking through this proper education, the next thing you need to decide, and this is something that you want to always increase, is how do you pay yourself first? You know, when Tony Robbins talks about business as a spiritual game, what's important is, and number two is, you know, really how to pay yourself first, is understand the spirituality of saving money on a monthly basis, right? So whether it's myself or whether it's Chris Crone, Sean Callagy, other thought leaders that are out there, 
there's a rule of thumb, even in the if you if you went to the College of Financial Planning, they're going to say approximately save 20% of your income. But listen, I get it. Some of you folks out there might not be able to do that right now. You know, so so it's either save nothing or save something. Let's now save something. And let's say if it is five or 10%, and as we're saving that money, and as we're putting that into its proper place and begin to earn more money because we're working harder, uh, we're being more responsible, we're cutting out maybe um, going from 10 out dinners a week to five out dinners a week, I'm sorry, a month, which is going to save you money. Same thing when it comes to um, the level of food that you purchase, are you saving money there? So now all of a sudden you can go from saving five to 10%, right? Now, once you start saving the money, the next question is where are you going to invest your money? How are you going to invest your money? What does your investment strategies look like? What does it look like when it comes to the overall planning process? So number three is really learn where to invest your money. And by the way, folks, you're going to get a lot of opinions out there. I mean, it's going to come on either whatever's, whatever's trending the most right now. So if we went back to November, everyone in the world would tell you to buy Bitcoin. Um, if we if we go to today, they might not have the same conversation, but people may, may now talk about annuities because inflation's getting, you know, it's at a 40-year high. So remember, once you're exposed to the external forces on your investment philosophy and how to invest your money, you're going to be put into a position where you could be exposed to risks that you can't control. Let's call them unsystematic risks versus systematic risks. So what you want to be able to do is really be able to get a philosophy and then within the context of that philosophy, understand what your goals and objectives are. And then once you know what the goals and objectives are, begin to take that personal savings, get it into that single digit, you know, saving strategy. And as you're starting to save it through there, now remember, you know, we're not just here talking about life insurance. We talk about the ability to outpace inflation, understanding all of the different asset classes. And as we understand these different asset classes, how to begin to create leverage, liquidity, and control. And when we're leveraging, we want to make sure that we're limiting the risk of external uh, exposures as we're leveraging that money. So as we get into the fourth piece, what is the best way to leverage your money? Now, that's the uh, money train that's going by right now. We're in Red Bank, New Jersey. So, so when we look at number four about leveraging your money, this is the most important piece if it ties into your core values and it sits and fits with your philosophy. And now when it comes to leverage, okay, when people buy real estate, they, you know, they, they have the bank typically pay 70 or 80% of it, right? So if you have money that's built up inside of a savings account, if you have money that's built up into brokerage accounts, if you have money that's built up into cash value life insurance, well, it's a little bit more challenging if you were to leverage anything off the brokerage account because you're exposed to things you can't control. However, if you have cash value that you've overfunded and really begin to build up that, that life insurance bucket, leveraging that, now let's not leverage it to go to the moon or to go on a European vacation, but towards alternative investments, and a lot of people like to use real estate, but other people like to do it to finance their own debt. Well, now what's beginning to happen is you're creating a strategy where you're not just you know um, increasing your wealth in the product, but you're increasing your wealth overall because you're getting multiple uses of each and every dollar. Listen, there was a lot there right now, and there's so much more information. Every single day, we are dropping new videos with new information. We love to be able to share that with you and take the conversation a little bit deeper that is specific to exactly where you are because listen, 
You could be male or female. You could be 20, 30, 40, 50, or 60. You could be married or not married or twice divorced, whatever the case may be. Everybody's situation is different. So go ahead and click the link below. Hit that subscribe button. If you have any comments, please add comments. If there's any questions or you want to see more videos, please put that in there. But in the meantime, by clicking that link and being able to subscribe, we'll also have a team member reach back out to you if you have any specific questions to really take you through the success process and create a strategy and a plan that sits and fits with exactly what you're looking to accomplish. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We're here to serve and contribute. That's it for today with Rob Gill and the Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. Be sure to hop to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe and tune into all the podcasts. Also, be sure to follow the Rob Gill YouTube channel and Rob Gill social media channels. We'll see you on the next podcast.